Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daney. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to the big interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I traveled to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast would not happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to become a socio, to become one of our members and get an extra big interview every month, plus loads of bonus content. So, go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Graham Hunter, and we'll bring you joy. If you listen to part one of the big interview with Sven Action, you'll be absolutely pawing at the ground for more. We're up in Sunnaseden. Um, no elks nicking about at the moment, but wonderful people. Um, a rally going on tomorrow and Sven Action in full flow. Here is the second part of our long conversation. More on that famous Scudetto win at Lazio and a close-up on some immense characters, including a revealing look at what made and makes David Beckham just a little bit special. Enjoy. First of all, I want to repeat to you a story you told me. And... My memory is good, so if I've got it wrong, you're allowed to say that's rubbish. But once we were talking on the phone and you said, one of the most important guys for me is the guy who looks after the training ground in the summer. He said, because I, I had to phone him to say, don't let Pavel Nedved in. Yeah. Because he, he'll come and train and super train on his holidays when he needed to, to rest. And I point this out because one... The winning guys you had in your squad, not just the quality guys, but I need to stop and ask you about Nedved, about Simeone, about the Brujita Veron. But let's start with, <laughs> what, what were you explaining to me about closing the training ground in the summer to Pavel Nedved? Yeah, it was almost, as you say. I, uh, we had a season, we won the cup, I think. It was the first season, after my first season. I went to Sweden on holiday. And the whole team had one month holiday. And after a week, the kitman phoned me from the training ground and said, Mister, what shall I do? What do you mean? Well, Nedved is here. He wants to have the kit. He wants to train. 
I said, give me Nedved on the phone. And I told Nedved, hey, you have holiday and you're going to have holiday. No, mister, he said, I've been to the beach one week with my family and that's enough. I want to train. No, I said, you, 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 you can't train. Because he was the most hard-working football player almost I have seen. And I thought, he has to rest in other way. He will not run like this for one more year. So he went, but I'm sure he went to train somewhere else. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I, I was in the tunnel at uh, Valencia Juve last season in the group stage when Ronaldo was sent off. Neved obviously is now a director. Maybe not quite director of football, but the sport link between the board I think he's a vice president or Ecolo, something Ecolo. like that. And there's five, six minutes added on at the end, and I'm in the tunnel because I'm waiting to do the TV interview. Nedved is there, still looking. like Legs like Jim Layton. Legs like a, a guy who's been on horses a lot. Very bandy <laughs> legs. Beautiful suit. Hair like it was when he was 20. He looks about 25 still. Yeah, yeah. Kicking the wall, shouting, swearing, furious, living it like a player. Yeah, yeah he, he's a winner. And when I had him, he didn't speak very much, but uh, if, if we lost or if he didn't play very well, he didn't say one thing. He went into the dressing room and then you, he disappeared. Very angry on himself and, and things like that. And of course, very seldom he played badly. Hmm. Incredible you always knew that he will do a great job for you. And he did. When in, in Extremely respected of all players. Because of the example he set. Extremely example. And I think he did 1,000 sit-ups every day, before training or after training. I don't know how many, but you always said, oh, I didn't go home. Well, I said, go home. At Juventus, and, and the Czech Republic side was still f- successful then. And he said, there are people in my national team, I can't stand them. I can't stand their attitude, their work, how, how disciplined no, no. they are, their professionalism. Yeah. Everybody talks about them, and I think, he's, I think he was talking he about Rosicky. He can't stand them. He was furious even talking about guys yeah, yeah. who didn't have the same ethic as him. Yeah, yeah. So take us to that summer, <laughs> bits of it, the summer of 99. So you've, you've won all your life. You've been a trophy lifter all your life, everywhere. Two seasons, Lazio already, two trophies, changing in the mentality of the squad. First of all, that summer, Sovieri goes for a profit. Well done, Cragnotti. <laughs> well done, Sven. In comes a lot of play- Simone Inzaghi, the, the, the less famous of the two brothers, but Simone Inzaghi comes in to your squad that summer. So does uh, Veron, and, and so does a guy, Cholo Simeone. Take me to mentally your appreciation of that summer the did you know in your mind's eye this is our title season what was the atmosphere like could you tell now looking back at the summer work that something exceptional was going to happen or not well i always thought that after especially after the first year that this team we will win uh, scudetto uh, and Cranotti here went on to listen to me. Well, he didn't really listen to me because when I signed the contract, I told him, listen, if you buy me three players, I promise you, Lo Scudetto. Which three are those, he said. I said, it's Mancini, it's Mihailovic, and it's Veron. I had all three in Sampdoria. 
And he took Mancini. Second year he took Milanovic. And Correct. third year he took Veron. So when we won the league, the first thing I did was I went to Krajnoki <laughs> and told him, What did I tell you some years ago? Here you have your Scudetto. We could have won three, I told him, joking. And he told me, Sven, it's, it's good, it's enough with one, he said. <laughs> what was his happiness like that, that day? Ragnotti? Yeah. Oh. Emotions. He was an emotion, emotionally man as well. He was crying and he was... And I, I, I think he will be in the history of Lazio for forever. What did it make you feel like delivering that to him? Because your personal goals are met. The contract is big, the trophy is in your hand, the medal is in your safe. But when you can deliver something, that feeling to a man who, who trusted you and employed you, as a man, what does no, that make you feel? Happy, happy, happy. And we became friends. And now and then still he's on the phone. Uh, we're talking about how it was. And I always tell him, take Lazio again. And I coming, yeah. <laughs> But he will not, of course. No, maybe not. No, no, he will not. And so that summer you, you, you trained differently. There was a different atmosphere. What was your pre-season tour? Were there, were there clues that summer? So you knew you had your three players. You'd been thinking for two seasons, we will win the Serie A. Yeah. But what was in the air? Nothing? No, you know, the players... And I think this is very important. You forgot sometimes in football. And I, I think that's why, for example, Juve is Juve. It's the mentality. When you put on the shirt of Juventus, it's not good enough to play a final and lose a final. It's not good enough to be second. You have to win. And you know that when you take the... And I felt Lazio, now we have win, been winning some titles and now we have to go on and to win it. And taking in Veron, a winning mentality, incredible. Diego Simeone, not even to think about. <laughs> he's, as he is on the bench, he was on the pitch as well. Uh, dynamite. You don't joke with him, and uh, if he had people around him not running, he, he became crazy. Totally crazy. Yeah, very, very good. So you had... Lieutenants on the pitch everywhere. You had, yeah. And if you, if you have Mihailovic, Mihailovic to lose, I don't think he can spell to that word. <laughs> and he he considers himself the best football player in the world. He's the fastest football player in the world. He has the best left foot in the world, and he was convinced. And of course, he was not the, he was not quick at all. No, but the best left foot in the world. Yes, I think so. But his mentality, and now he, he has cancer. Yeah. A battle and which he says he's... Oh, well, he's, I know he's, he's, he's fighting against that. And he thinks for sure he'll win. He will for win, sure. for sure. With his mentality, incredible. To, to be director of football and coach at Lazio was, was an enormous feat because it, it didn't happen then. In day, I don't know, you must have experienced it, maybe, I'm not sure about Gothenburg. But Benfica for sure, Samp for sure, Roma. You must have had a director who was the, the, the guy of the contracts or maybe a football director. In Britain, we didn't have it. You know this, that yeah, in those days, yeah. kind of the manager went out and did what you were doing at Lazio. But you were a rarity to have that degree of power at Lazio. Influence to say, Chairman, 
don't buy me a left midfielder with a beautiful foot. Buy me Mihalovic. I know him. Buy me Mancini. Buy me Simeone. Buy me Simone Inzaghi. Nowadays, people talk about you cannot. There has never been more opportunity to identify a good player because there's footage. You can sit yeah, at home. Yeah, you don't course, have to. Of course, you go and come. But character. There is a perpetual. The Holy Grail is irrelevant now. Nobody wants the Holy Grail. Everybody wants character. And yet, you managed to add character. You cleared out Beppe Signori and Casiraghi and said, listen, lads, okay, your time is gone. If you don't think you're going to win here, I am, goodbye. But you grafted in one of the squads with the biggest character Italy's ever seen. On the character element, how did you succeed? Okay, you had some of the guys at Samp, but Simeone, for example, how do you know that you're buying the right guy? At that time, you try to check it out as much as possible before you buy a player, of course, that you don't know. But uh, looking at the games he played for Inter, uh, which I did, of course, I, I knew him, how he was, and talking to other people, they said, he's, he's the right man, he's, he's a winner, he's not a brilliant football player, uh, he's not technically the best, but he's a winner. And I mean, he, he played World Cup. And I talked to him also before he came, and um, as I did with all the players. Why did I he want to come to you? I don't know, but I think at that time, a lot of players wanted to come to Lazio because they saw what was going on. They could... And money, of course, yeah. But they could smell pay. something was happening. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> so, when, like you say, if you put Mihailovic and Simeone and... Salas and Veron and Mancini in the same team then you've got guys who'll do anything to win you, you know these people they were not coming to training and leaving they came to training they had ideas to discuss they talked to the other players they helped each other and I mean all of these are prima donnas you could think and they, they are in one way but they work together I mean, Mancini, what is Mancini? He's an artist. I think it was that year. We, we had injuries on the midfield. <clears throat> and Mancini came into my office one day and said, I can play central midfielder. Hey, I said, out. You cannot play midfielder. You don't know what defending is. Test me, he said. We played badly next Sunday. He came back Monday, of course, and said, put me there. And I did it. We played 17 games. We didn't lose one game. And we make statistic about winning balls on the midfield. He won most of the balls, <laughs> but never a tackle. He read and took the ball. He did a Seedorf. And, 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 yeah, and when he got the ball, of course, he served. He was brilliant. Very, very good. But it takes. And a I would never have okay, thought about that. No, but it takes. You also must know. A lot of coaches who would ne even a special player they wouldn't listen because some people think ah oh, now I'm a lesser man if, if I listen to a player that's that's a bad habit in management yeah but that's very bad it's my point if but it's I, also if it, I don't listen to these players but it happens a lot they they have uh, fifty caps for their country all of them I have zero and Mancini had been the tricuartista he'd been the magical player behind the striker oh I mean. Every striker who played with Mancini, they will say he, he was the best. Luca Viali was in our series and he does say that. He said that, of course. 
That was a couple. Yeah. Yeah, on and off the pitch, he explained. Yeah, of course. Crazy. You know, when I came to Sampdoria, I was in Benfica and um, they phoned me, so I was a private plane to Monaco. And I met, um, not Krangel, Mantovani. Mantovani, the president, yeah. And uh, Viale and Mancini. He started there and he said, well, mister, he said, I don't really understand football, but these two guys here, he said, they got into the head that they want Sven Eriksson. So that's why we are here. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> so they were uh, Listen, negotiating. When, when, when you have Viale and Mancini saying, we've picked you over, everybody's like, where do I sign? Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So he said, I'm here to take you as a coach. Well, after talking lunch and talking football and talking... He said, okay, now we talk money. And he said, Mancini, you two, out. <laughs> <laughs> he treated them like his own son. Like kids, yeah. Yeah. So he took uh, paper. And a napkin. napkin. And he wrote and he said, that's the money I pay you. <laughs> I, I looked at it. And he, he thought, I, I can see that you're not happy. And he took a new no, one. And he wrote a bigger... So... <laughs> no, I told him, I, I'm happy. I, but I didn't think you paid that much. <laughs> okay, now you have the bigger one, he said. And then he said... If not half of that money is paid before the season starts, you don't need to come if you don't want, and you can sue me. He paid half of the salary before the season started. I've never heard. I never like heard about it. it. But he was Mantovani. He was. Luca, Luca talked. Luca talked lovingly about him. Of course. And the, the, I asked you the Cranioti question because for Luca to bring the title to Mantovani meant something beyond. And Luca is like you've been talking about winner character, hard yeah, working, yeah. demanding. But for him to repay that man was was unbelievable. Mantovani was all everything for them. If you went to Mantovani's home, which I did many breakfast, beautiful house on the outside Genoa on on the cliff, view of the sea. In the entrance, he has a big um, family tree. You say like yes, that? Yes, exactly yeah. so, yeah. Huge, beautiful. And in the middle, between he and his wife, a small photo, Mancini. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> but we are talking not just so, about... We're talking Mant Mantovani. He phoned me, and the first time I was surprised. And he said, Mister, I, I don't care about your lineup, but what's your lineup? Away game. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, he said. Well, I started, no, 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 he said. I, uh, let me put the question again. Is Mancini playing? He said. <laughs> yes. Okay, he said, then I'm coming. And one day, every away game, with me and with Bosco before me, he always phoned asking, is Mancini going to play? And if he didn't play away, injury, he didn't come. He didn't come. One day, Luca Vialli uh, became aware of this. And he went to the, the chairman and said, why do you ask about Mancini? Why don't you ask if I'm playing or not? <laughs> 
He said, you only run and score goals. Mancini, he's the art. He said. That's the art of football. Then, then Sven, okay, I, I, need, I need to come back to Lazio and winning the title because it's a beautiful year. One of the most special years any European coach has had. Any. Yeah. Not just for your life. But I, I'm, a, I'm a romantic. I can't go past Mancini now. For those who didn't have the privilege of watching Mancini play, tell us about him. Well, <clears throat> it's football. Football, football, football. I don't think he has any other interest in life. And he was always like that. When I came to Santoria, as I told you, he and Vialli, they have decided that I should be the coach. And of course, they defended me always. Not they, Vialli went, mm-hmm. but Mancini. And Mancini, he was like, he checked with the kit man before every training. Everything's okay in the dressing room before the players, one hour before training starts. He phoned the kit man and asked, all, everything's okay in the dressing room? Yeah, yeah, he checked that. Uh, the chef cooking, the, making the food, he always phoned him, well, I think we are ready at that time and the pasta should be ready. He did everything, every, everything. He was to the office, he was the only one who didn't need to knock on the door of uh, Mantovani, he just went in. <laughs> and if it was something with the team, he sorted that out with the chairman. Once a week, or once every second week, dinner at the best restaurant outside Genoa, fish always, all the team who paid Mancini, always from his uh, pocket. Incredible. And uh, I, I think he's still the same. Then <clears throat> on the pitch, well, he's an artist. What he sees, I can see from the bench some seconds later. Mm-hmm. He sees it quicker than me, than anybody. But it's a big but about Mancini. If teammates didn't do what they should do, he became absolutely crazy. And the old teammates in Sampdoria, they knew that, but they accepted it. He got furious if you don't come back running and absolutely. And referees. And the referees hated him. They respected him, but... Always. Always, always. Yellow cards, red cards for talking. And I spoke to him and said, Bloody hell, Mancini. So when Sampdoria played Barcelona, Champions League final, 92, in London... Memory. Yes. That was the year Bosco, the last year Bosco. Then I took them over. But anyhow, Mancini was sent off for foul and talking. So when I started there, it came from uh, UEFA that he got three... Three ban. Three ban. I think two or three. And he came to me and said, I'm going to the chairman and he has to sort this out. I'm going to make a protest and things like that. So he went to the office and Mantovani told him, bloody hell, and he said, if you don't leave this office in 10 seconds, I will phone UEFA and ask them to give you five games. (laughs) (laughs) That was said with love.
And does it help? Because you're now describing not a special footballer, but a special man. Yeah. <clears throat> does it help <clears throat> when your personality is so strong that he looks the way he does? Because well, he's, a, he's a man who looks well. Tremendously elegant, beautiful hair, dresses fantastically. He could have been a senator. He could have been a movie star. Yeah, for sure. There's a pres- Is he one of these people who, when he comes into a room, whether he speaks or he doesn't speak, there's an electricity that people stop or not? No, he's not like Beckham. If Beckham comes in, it's elect- electric. You're, very, mean, you're a very surprising man. No, no, it is. Beckham. If Beckham sits there, you will love him after 30 seconds. And I don't know why. Because he will not say one word. Mancini is a little bit like that. He doesn't talk very much. But he has not the presence of Beckham. Beckham is outstanding. It must be... i never seen a, a sport character, not only footballer, like that. He is... I don't know what he has. Beckham, dedicated athlete, brilliant crosser of the ball, successful footballer, now a successful brand. Yeah, decent guy. But I couldn't have anticipated you said what you said there about his no, presence. No, no, no. And also not knowing what it is. Maybe we're not meant to know what it is. I don't know, but you know, having the national team going to, to England now, with Mancini, uh, with <laughs> Beckham, that's one thing. Having the national team, if he, for some reason, would, would not be there. That's another thing. It's calm. It's like a normal team. When Beckham is there, it's chaos. Totally chaos. And especially from the media and from the fans. Yeah. They, they, they're getting crazy. <laughs> and the players I had, they knew all this. So when the bus stopped at the hotel after training or outside, 500 People want autographer, and they, the people, the players said, "David, you go first. Yeah. and and Lampard, Gerard, Michael Owen, they just went in for lunch. <laughs> no one was there. Incredible. <laughs> so he was quite useful like that. Yeah, and but he he stands there. He said, "Boss, I will be late for lunch. Yeah, I can see that." I said, <laughs> because he writes for everybody. My experience of him is that there's a good person in there, decent person. Oh, I know his dad, I like his dad, I don't know the rest of the family, but there's a good person there. A very good person. Uh, he, he's difficult to say no. Once I was in Leicester and I was on a dinner, for football dinner. So David was there with Victoria and he was in America. And there were rumours that he would stop playing. And I said to him, Come to Leicester, finish your career in Leicester, and we go up and... Yeah, maybe, maybe, he said, because he can't say no. <laughs> He's too kind. <laughs> He's too nice. And then after a while, Victoria stands there, and she said, Sven, can you see me in Leicester? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to respect that. Anybody with a sense of humour, I have to respect that. And I said, there are some good restaurants. Yeah. We lived in Madrid, David said, and that was not posh enough for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Until 
you introduced that special feeling that you had in watching David Beckham, the person. I didn't really want to ask about England because you've spoken so much about it. Successful time, some beautiful football, the game against Greece, the game against Germany, so close to winning tournaments. But our sponsors help us be alive. They help us be here. They're Bet365. They've asked various different questions, but the one that, for me, gives you the most room to answer in any way you want is, if you had that power to go back now, what would you change about your time as England manager? Let's say we had the power to go back, like in fantasy football, and say, here's what I'll change. In Germany, 2006, I would have taken in a mental coach for penalties. And I was thinking about it, and I didn't, because we were talking about it, Tord and myself, and, and we thought, no, this team is mentally strong, we have good players, so it didn't happen. And a mental coach can make the difference in penalties? Who knows? <laughs> That's a very fair answer. I should have tried that at least. We have lots of socios and we've had Robert Ryan and we've had Ben Nicholson, Ben Cropper, Lee Allen, Richard Pigton. The only one I'll ask is this. How close were you to getting the Chelsea job? Abramovich was a fan of yours. Was it something that was attractive, possible? Yes, of course it was. I went with Abramovich many years ago <clears throat> to Russia to look at football teams because he wanted to buy a team in Moscow. And we finished up, the, I advised him to buy uh, Dynamo Moscow. And he said, are you coming as a coach? And no, I said, I cannot come as a coach in England. Two days later, I went back here, holiday. They phoned me again and said, he has changed his mind. He wants to buy Tottenham or Chelsea. Which team shall he buy? Well, I said, what does he want to do? Win the league. Yeah, Chelsea then, I said. There he only needs to change half of the team in Tottenham. The whole team. And two days later, they phoned me again. He said, he bought Chelsea. <laughs> wow. I said, that was incredible. And uh, I said, that was a lot of money. I think it was 80, 90 million. It was more than I had. That's all yeah, I can confirm to you. That's a lot of money. Yes. The, his his uh, speaksman said, it's a lot of money and it will disturb his economy as much as it costs you go now take a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said, okay. But he's asking, are you coming as a coach? No, I said, I cannot do that. Then he had, uh, I think, I don't know, was it Ranieri? Mm -hmm. yeah. Then some years later, Peter Kenyon came there and uh, they wanted to sack Ranieri. Then I had the contract in front of me, in the apartment of Peter Kenyon, I think. And I had decided, more or less, to take it. The day after, big papers, all the papers in mm. Sven. I don't want to say the word, but it begins with T and it ends in Reiter or Treacher. Yeah, of course. Ridiculous. So FA phoned me and uh, I said, OK, I stay. So I said, no. Three times <laughs> to, to Abramovich. If life is full of karma, when Roy Hodgson left Inter... Then they took uh, Mourinho. They did take Mourinho, yeah, yeah. 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 Which, OK, let's not talk about him, by my preference. Thank OK. <laughs> but karma is good. When Jack Walker said, you can go to Blackburn, uh, you can leave Blackburn, you can go and you can go to Italy, and Roy took over. The karma was when you should have gone to Chelsea, you said, OK, this time... Maybe, yeah. not, maybe not. 
I was, I don't know. I, it's a mistake, right? Yeah, of course. Of course it was a mistake. I mean, you feel now. Yeah, I should have done that. But if you have England, uh, you're sitting there as long as the contract is and you're waiting for being sacked. You cannot leave England because what I was thinking about, if I have left for Barcelona by Munich, yes, but you leave England and you stay in England, that would have been difficult. It's the answer of an honourable man. I, I wasn't going to mention <coughs> England or Beckham. I, I, in, in honesty, I thought you'd be tired of talking about them. But one of your first experiences of him was beating him to the Super Cup final in Monte Carlo. Yes. In the beginning of that remarkable season. Salah scored. Salah did score. Yeah, 1-0. I was there in the <coughs> Stade Louis Du. Terrible pitch, top of a supermarket, yeah, yeah, rotten pitch. Yeah. It's not a football... Uh, no, it's a crazy Monaco place. Monaco is not a football player. Today maybe it's better. Hmm. And... That was the beginning of the special year. You beat Manchester United, the treble winners. It was the beginning of what Alex Ferguson thought was his side relaxing a little bit because they liked the cars and the watches and the treble wasn't repeated. And indeed, it took them a long time to begin to be as hard and as good as they'd been in 99. So you beat them and, and off you go. And the things I want to fish for, or I was wanting to fish for, was you're up against... Maybe you don't even think about it at the time, but you are up against Ancelotti, the Juventus manager. Was it better to be up against him than Juventus under Lippi? I don't know. For me, it's the same, I think. I've been beating Lippi many times. In China and in... Uh, yes, but this was before China. This was before... But even in, in Italy, I think, I beat him sometimes. But he had Juventus. Before that, I think he had Napoli. He did. No, I didn't feel that Lippi is impossible to beat. Absolutely not. But when you talk about this, Juventus is Juventus. And it's always very difficult to beat them. Always. And your, your season goes well. I don't know what stands out for you, but early on there's a 4-4 draw with Milan in the Stadio Olimpico. An extraordinary match. The derbies don't begin well. Um, in this winning season with Lazio, Derby goes 4-1 to Roma, uh, Fabio Capello's Roma, which must uh, have been a horrible weekend. Yes. November 1999. Because before that with Lazio, I had won yeah. four or five derbies. Unbeaten, yeah. So I, they put up a, a plate in the training ground. Outside, when you come in, you saw that... that uh, the only Mister winning four derbies in a row. <laughs> Very nice. Nice feeling. But it was not that I was winning them. The coach of Roma at that time was Seman. Okay. Seman. Zdenek Seman. Zdenek Seman. Yeah. And he he always played in the same way. Open attacking, running. Four three three. Yeah. And always the same movements. And if, you, if you told your fullbacks, stay where you are, don't follow. They got the ball here all the time. So I didn't really win it. He lost it because he, he never changed anything. It was very modest. And stop me where, the, where, you, where you feel it's important because Juventus turned out to be your, your big rivals the game after Roma. Because 
However big your reputation is, you lose the, the derby to Roma early in that season, and it's 4-1. The next game is at home, and it's at Juvent- it's against Juventus, and it's a nil-nil draw. Two difficult results if you're going to win, win the title, you'd have to say. Yeah. And, and then it's going to be, from that point onwards, it's going to be a showdown, really, between you and, and Juve. Which of the players stood out in that difficult time for you? Which which of the guys came through and brought you through that? I think Mancini middle? was one of them, but I, I think also Veron did very well. Nedved, of course, as always. Uh, no, I think it was a whole team there, because at a certain time, Kragnotti said, "We can't win the league this season," and I said, "We can." He didn't believe. No, and many, I think, they didn't believe. But I told the players every day, "We we can still win it. We can still win it." Because your top scorer is 11 goals. Okay, it's Italy. And in yeah, Italy, in general, their top scorer isn't 25, 26, 27, yes, 30 yes, goals. Yes. But 11 goals. Who from Salas. Top score Salas, yeah. Veron is your third top scorer with seven. Yeah. So there was... Nedved must have scored Nedved goals. is 6-7 in the league, obviously, because you're in four competitions. Mihailovic. Yes, free kicks. Free kicks. <clears throat> but it comes to... April Fool's Day, as we call it in Britain. April 1, 2000. And I don't know, I should have prepared you. I don't know if you remember, but it's Juventus. And it's in Dele Alpi. And you win 1-0. And it's probably the season turns there. Simeone scores. Ciro Ferrara, who was with Lippi back in, mm-hmm. in Napoli, is sent off. Um, a minute before Simeone scores. Do you remember the atmosphere? Do you remember? Do you get nervous in moments like that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, remember the game. But but I don't remember the details. But I remember, of course, that result was uh, that was a must must win <clears throat> because you'd put them out of the cup already, and it's building to again. Do you have memories of the last day, the dramatic last day? The last day. Of you course. must play Regina at home. You and have they, to win. They played, played Perugia. Perugia away. away. And they, they have to lose, right? And the feelings that day, did you know for sure, Regina, it'll be a win, no problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the no crowd? With, with the team I had, we, we beat Regina. What was the Every atmosphere day. like? It was very good. It started very good, of course, we won the game. But, you know, the real atmosphere became after we... We, we, our game was finished because then it was still 45 minutes to play in Perugia because of because the, rain. the rain delay yes so you have to sit and wait we, we were sitting in the dressing room 45 minutes or more that's the destiny said Lazio have to win this and I think we deserved it so who was the referee in Perugia Juventus, I know the name of the referee, you don't need to tell me. Any referee, Italian referee, would have stopped that game in halftime because the rain was so heavy. But Pierluigi Colina, he said no. And Juventus pushed him, pushed him. New game, because they were losing 1-0. They were? Yeah. They were? They eventually... Colina said, we wait, we wait, we wait. And it's very rare that you wait 45 minutes before the second half Almost starts. unheard of. Yeah. Particularly if the team that is suffering is Juventus. Yeah, yeah. But he, extremely strong, he said, we play after 45 minutes. Alessandro Calori scores. <coughs> Perugia win. 
your champion of Italy. Yes. But it took almost one hour after our game. And you're impotent. You're sitting in the dressing rooms or... Everybody. I don't think anyone took a, took a shower. They were just sitting, listening to radio. The, the way football used and to And some be. of the players, they didn't move. They were sitting like this. <laughs> Makes the joy bigger when finally the whistle goes? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at the stadium, the people didn't, didn't go home. They stayed. So when, it, when the first ever victory comes, I suppose it had to arrive a special way, not just an ordinary way. <laughs> no, it was not ordinary. Then to let you go back to your beautiful life, because you've, this has been fantastic, I have to stop on something that has always excited me since I was a kid. Maybe you're used to the expression in Britain about somebody being an anorak. But when now I, I've met and reported on <coughs> Ronaldo and Messi and their specialness is easy to describe. And we look at their numbers. They've, they play 600 games and they've scored 590 goals. And then people say, OK, but remember Gert Muller, remember Franz Puskas, remember Jimmy Greaves, fine. But when I first became aware of Italian football, and you know what I'm going to talk about, there was for Milan in the 50s, when you were a very young man, I accept, this Grenoli. Grenoli, yep. Of, of three Swedish guys. Let's see if I can do them. Gunnar Gren, uh, Gunnar Nordahl, and Nils Liedholm. Yes. And if you take little bits out of each of the names, it yeah, becomes yeah. Grenoli. Grenoli. <laughs> Only two guys, two Swedish guys have won the Scudetto, ever. Nils Liedholm and you. Liedholm, yeah. Again, thinking of, there probably isn't a single person listening who saw them, maybe some who know about them. Do us a favour. Yeah. Tell I, us about them. Personally, I, I met them, all three, when they were older. But we talked before about Mancini and Beckham, if they come in here. Nils Liedholm, he was a little bit the same. If he came into the room... You feel the presence of him. And he was, as a, as a football player, he was fantastic. And Midfielder? Midfielder. He said to me once, after two and a half years in Milan, as a player, he said, I missed the pass. <laughs> and he said, the whole San Siro went up, uploaded. <laughs> And they said, ah, he's human. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a lot of self-confidence. But he, was, he was, as a player, of course, extremely good. I think he won uh, Olympic medals. Yes, they, they won Olympic in 48 together, yeah. correct. And he played the World Cup 58, I think, with Sweden when they became second. Going to the final against yeah. Pelé's Brazil. Yes. Yeah. But as a coach, he became even more famous because he was Lidlm. Some people will remember him from the Liverpool-Roma European Cup final. Of course. Held in Stadio Olimpico when Grobelar does his crazy legs. Yeah, yeah. Lidlm is, is the coach of that side, yes. right, having won the title already. But he's also part of this... I mean, Nordal played for one of the sides you coach. So you weren't at the same time, but... Degerfors. Degerfors. <clears throat> but he finishes... This This is what... I mean, in the 50s, how did three Swedish guys end up in Milan? Milan already considered itself the centre of the world. They and Inter were about to become very dominant in their country, but also in Europe, especially Inter. 
and three Swedes. Yeah. Gunnar Nordahl was the first one. I think that was 48, 49. Correct, 49. 49. Well done. Yeah. And he was the first one coming from Sweden, and he did the success. He was. He's still the all-time third top yeah, scorer yeah. in Serie A so ever. A, so after that, Italian clubs they started to look ah, at Swedish players. Okay, okay. So there were a lot of them going there. And he finished his career with 442 games, goals in 504 games. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad even just to have made maybe people now listen. People, this is your homework. Go to the li- library. You don't know what a library is. Go on the internet and look up Grenoli. Look up. Nordal, Gren and Leetholm but um, hopefully after this interview you don't have to look up any details of Sven-Jorn Eriksson master coach winner throughout his life still a guy who should be coaching now maybe will be coaching now but currently celebrating the 20th anniversary of becoming champion of Italy giving Mancini his only title giving Cragnotti his only title Sven Jorn you're a very special man and, and this has been fun. Thank you for joining the big interview. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Campione. Campione. <laughs> Molto grazie. Thank you for listening to the big interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.